Let's pray. Almighty God, I come to you now as your servant, asking that the words I speak this morning would not be mine, but they would be yours. Asking, O oh God, that those who hear and receive these words would receive them not only in, your mind, in their minds and in their hearts, but deep in their souls, O oh God, in that place where only you and they go. Help us to understand the lesson that Jesus is teaching today. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit, that I would do your will and not my own. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. amen. All right, today's lesson starts with Luke chapter 16 with the first verse. Jesus said to his disciples, there was once a rich man who had a manager. He got reports that the manager had been taking advantage of his position by running up huge personal expenses. And so he called him in and he said, what's this I hear about you? You are fired and I want a complete audit of the books. And the manager said to himself, what am I going to do? I've lost my job as a manager. I am not strong enough for a laboring job and I am too proud to beg. I've got a plan. Here's what I'll do. And then when I'm turned out into the street, people will take me into their homes. Then he went at it. One after another, he called in the people who were in debt to the master. And he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? And the reply was a hundred jugs of olive oil. And the manager said, here, take your bill, sit down quick now and write 50. To the next he said, what do you owe? And that person answered, a hundred sacks of wheat. And he said, take your bill and write 80. Now here's the surprise. The master praised the crooked manager. And why? Because he knew how to look after himself. Streetwise people are smarter in this regard than law-abiding citizens. Want to hear that again? Because <laughs> it kind of stopped me. Streetwise people are smarter in this regard than law-abiding citizens. They are on constant alert, looking for angles, surviving by their wits. I want you to be smart in the right way, except for what is right using every adversity to stimulate you to creative survival, to concentrate your attention on the bare essentials so that you will live, and I mean really live, and not complacency, just getting by on good behavior. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. Okay. As you hear that story, and as I was digging into the research, it, I, I couldn't find a pastor that wanted to preach on this passage. Because, I mean, when you listen to it, it sounds like Jesus is saying, okay, this guy's a crook, he's getting fired, but we're going to praise him anyway. Amen? It's kind of like the politics that we have going on today. No matter what anybody says, somebody's explaining it as, well, you know, just understand, and it's not a bad thing. 
I mean, so this is really kind of a cruddy story unless there's something more to it. Why do you think, just, just, just take a moment, why do you think Jesus would praise the crook? I mean, the guy's getting fired. He's already ripping off his boss, right? And then he's turning around and he's going to rip his boss off even more. And what's the idea? If I give these people a break, when they see me on the street, they're going to take me in, right? Not because they love them, but because they owe it. Amen? How many of you have been around in, a, in an office environment? You know what that is? Every TV show that we, you watch on TV, if it's about cops and robbers within the, within the police department, it's always about favors. It's never about justice. So somebody tell me, why is Jesus seemingly praising this guy? Well, I'll give you a hint. First of all, Jesus takes lots of, quote unquote, not so great people and uses them as an example for us to live a better life. For example, Think about the judge who wouldn't give the widow justice until she begged and begged and begged, and then he didn't give her, give her justice because it was the right thing to do. Why did he give her justice? Shut her up. Yeah, get rid of her. <laughs> you know, okay, fine, get off my back. And then there was the person who needed something to eat. Remember that? And they went to their neighbor at what? 2 a.m. Starts banging on the door. I need some bread. And the response is, what the hell are you doing? Get away, it's two o'clock. And finally, they get out of bed and give them the bread. Well, why? It wasn't because that person getting out of bed was all that loving and, and wanted to be nice. They gave them the bread to shut them up. How about the guy that found the treasure, treasure, you know, jewels in somebody else's field? There's always a little twist that Jesus has got when he tells these stories. So, what is it in this case? I, I need the uh, what is what is it uh, Jeopardy? I need the music for Jeopardy. Yeah, this is yeah. There you go. This is the big question, folks. Listen to what he said. I want you to be smart in the same way, but what? But for what is right? Now, this is the part where, you know, sometimes people say, okay, pastor, you just went from preaching to meddling. But I'm going to ask a question. How you spend your money? When you see injustice, what are you going to do about the injustice? What, what, what is it going to take for you to do to act? Key phrase, you. What is it going to take for you? See, the dude was about to lose everything. And here's something that I've thought about my entire life. 
every time I've seen some of the fights that break out in churches and some of the craziness that goes on in churches, I sit there and I think, damn, if we worked as hard at loving one another as we do at protecting our turf, if we worked as hard at embracing the community as we do at reciting the Bible to tell them how wrong they are, if we spent as much time going over and knocking on the neighbor's door and seeing if there was something we could do for them as we spend bitching about their overgrown grass. That, my friends, is the point of this story. What is it that we're thinking about? Where are we spending our time? Are we working hard? Or are we working stupid? Or, the third option, is we're working out of love. Amen? So, yes, this manager was smart because he saw what was coming and he started to prepare for it. What's coming for you? What's coming for me, man? There's going to be that opportunity to stand face to face with God. Do you want to tell him about the fight you had with your neighbor? Or do you want to talk about the people that you fed this week? That's what this is all about. How do you spend your money? How do you spend your time? What do you pray about? You know, I had somebody in my office this week that said to me, Pastor, I have just prayed that my boss at work will do such and such. And I looked at him and I said, and if your boss doesn't do such and such, well, I'm gonna quit. And my response to him was, because he happened to come into my office right after I did the initial study for this. And I looked at him and I said, so how about if you pray to God as to what God would have you do? Well, pastor, he's being unfair to me. The world, my friends, is unfair. You're not gonna get a break from the world. Who do you get the break from? God. God loves you unconditionally. You've heard me say it a hundred thousand times. You are wonderfully and uniquely made in the image of God. So where are you spending your time? That's why I titled this message today, It's the Little Things. It's the Little Things. Be as shrewd as his manager in doing and bringing honor and glory to God. And I guarantee you, your week will be a whole lot better. God bless you.